Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and financial vineyard. We take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and never judged. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine. Today's guest, she's back, I should say, is Carrie Bean. Carrie is one of the certified financial planners that's on our team, and she is all full of mindful spending tips that we're going to walk through today. Um, So Carrie, welcome to the show. Hello. Excited to be here. Well, as you know, Carrie, you can't get away without starting out this show and not talking about a new or favorite wine that you've discovered over the course of the last six months. Hmm. Well, honestly, over the holidays, I drank, um, and I hadn't drank them before, was the little wine spritzers. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't know, I can't tell you the flavor or the, the brand, but it was really fun and different. So it was kind of fun to celebrate for the holidays with something different. It sparkles in your mouth, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have gotten back into Grenaches. And so I'm exploring the country of Spain right now with my taste buds and really trying out different type of Grenaches. And because uh, we don't have a whole lot of Grenaches down here in Florida that I can find, I'm finding some good bargains online. That's my new hobby. (laughs) (laughs) to travel with my taste buds. So, well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you have tons of stuff going on, but, you know, January, we've been talking an awful lot about getting organized and specifically about getting organized to develop a spending plan. I want to take a step back and you have a little bit of a journey. Uh, You're kind of known as our budgetista here on the, on and within the team or our budget queen. And, um, you you have a little bit of a journey about developing your own spending plan, and that's sort of what you're bringing to the table to our clients and helping them get organized to to develop their spending plan. Do you want to take just a few minutes to share just a little bit about your family and how important you've you found a spending plan really is to your family? Yeah, um, I would say it's kind of one of the pillars of our our plan. Not when you just think about money, but when you think about life, you kind of need to plan out things that you want to accomplish. And to accomplish those things, we do have to have money. So, of course, thinking about my family, you know, my daughter's a senior, so she's <laughs> headed off to college soon. So that's a huge planning thing that we've talked about for years and years. Um, 
And I should say, if you have a small child, go ahead and start planning that expense because it's, it's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, that took years ago. You had to start planning that years ago. Yeah. Fortunately, yeah. you know, my dad mentioned it when she was smaller. And if it hadn't been for that, I, I probably wouldn't be as far as long as I, I am now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even things like Raylan's car this year, that was, a, or last year, I should say, that mm-hmm. was a well-planned out spending thought process. Uh, you put money aside for years. And then when it came time to purchase that, you stayed within that budget and you negotiated and researched the heck out of that purchase. Yeah. It's, and then, you know, you try really hard not to spoil your kids, but it was something that it's a stressful thing to purchase a car, unfortunately, um, or it has been for me in the past. So working through that and then sticking to the plan, because when mm-hmm. you when you take a kid that you're really proud of, that's worked really hard and she was bringing some money to the table, you know, it's it's sticking to that plan of that dollar amount that we had in mind that we wanted to spend was a little bit harder than than we expected, especially for her dad. He's the one that spoils everybody, you know, whatever <laughs> you want. So I have to be the more reasonable one and say, you know, no, you know, it's a car and, and it's important to an extent, but let's, let's stick to the plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's dig into that a little bit more when you say sticking to the plan. Um, you and Ann RCO on our team this year developed a new service that we're going to be rolling out on Friday. Well, actually the day that this podcast is being released, right? And one of the things that you guys are focusing on is developing, you know, mindfulness around your spending. Mm -hmm. So talk just a few seconds about that. And then I want to, once you've kind of shared that a little bit, I want to dig a little bit into, well, great, we've developed this, we want to develop a spending plan, but what do I need to do to get organized before I even sit down at the computer to work on that spending plan? Yeah. So our spending plan that we've spent time developing with Anne is it's it's in Google Sheet. And I know that that sounds, you know, if you think about a spreadsheet, it sounds like a lot of work. And there are resources available online to, to help you budget and create a plan. But what we found is we like the the resources online that you can connect your account to and and those will automatically, you know, bring in transactions from your bank for you and categorize them for you. And that's great. But when we're really trying to dig into someone's cash flow and we, you know, recognize that, you know, maybe we're spending money on things that aren't important to us. We found that whenever you, for lack of a better word, become more intimate with your money, then you seem to, we seem to have better results. And so the Google Sheet, it, it does not like automatically pull from your bank but it's set up so well and so good that once you have your master budget set up, then it's already set up for every single month. And then it's just your job to do a little bit of tracking, which you kind of have to do with the um, online tracking Mm -hmm. anyway, because Mm -hmm. as great as software is and technology is, sometimes things get categorized wrong. So you're having to go through those transactions anyway. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of the part about the spending plan that I think is so useful. And then once you get in it and you realize how much of it's automatically taken care of for you and you get in there and you start using it, it's a phenomenal thing. And you get, you know, you do it for a year, you get these year to date reports that are really eye opening for how much you're spending in each different category of your life and what percentage of your income it is. 
to answer your second question, as far as, so before we even, and me personally, I've I kept a regular spreadsheet for years and years, even before I was a financial planner. It was just something that was always important. I just feel like we work really hard for our money. So let's place the importance on making sure we're spending our money where, where we should be. But I think to get started, if you were going to just start from step one and create, want to create a spending plan, the biggest thing that's I've found helpful is writing out your monthly bills, starting with your mortgage or rent and just kind of going down through everything that you absolutely have to pay, regardless of what's going on and when it's due and either have that automatically set up or, you know, pay it and check it off as you go. I know I, for years and years, had a a monthly sheet and I would just check off each month that I paid that bill. And it's just also if it's done automatically, it's a reminder like, hey, this is coming out of the checking account on the 13th. You know, you need Mm -hmm. if you just have the one checking account and you're also spending out of that checking account, you just need to be, you know, it helps you be mindful of Mm -hmm. what, how much is coming out. So that's probably the very first thing I would do if I was getting ready to start. At ground zero is create that monthly sheet. And then on that monthly sheet, do you put things like where that bill is coming from and maybe like a link to that website or what do you, how do you, again, just getting organized, like what is your process to get organized for create, creating that as well? I've done different things over the years. Um, everything for me is done automatically at this point, for the most part. Now there's a few random things that that aren't. But what I do now is I have my monthly bill kind of bills laid out. And then a lot of them are done automatically. So I use our password. We use the password. Mm. Um, That's a big tip, right? I mean, that's getting organized is creating a password um, manager. Yep. So we use LastPass. So I log into my LastPass account. And just kind of look at my balance, mainly because I like to keep up with how much I owe because we kind of keep a running net worth uh, for us personally. See what my balance is. And I just kind of write down, okay, well, my mortgage payment's coming out on this day for this month. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, enter it into the spending plan that it's been paid and move forward to the next one. I kind of, um, I'm kind of a bills first person and it's kind of some would call it, you know, you can think about it as reverse budgeting. Like once all the bills are taken care of, then then you kind of live off and save from the remaining. Um, not necessarily fall into pay yourself first, but you could pay yourself first if there's, you know, a set aside amount for that. So, okay. So then the next step, again, if somebody is, they've never done anything like this before, they're starting from scratch and, They've never actually sat down to think about how do I want to spend my money? Like that's just, it's been money's come in, I spend it, but they've never sat down to say, this is how I'm going to spend it. What other things do they need to do to get organized? Um, I mean, for example, one of the things that I've coached people on is to have them get like all their credit card statements and their bank statements, like just get them in front of them. Oh, right. right? And just lay it out and say, okay, I'm going to look through these statements as I'm thinking about building how I want to spend my money. I'm going to start with how I have spent my money and maybe go down through and highlight 
for me personally, I'm a highlight person. So highlight like all the bills first, right? So now I've got like all those things you were talking about, those priorities, The like it could be rent or mortgage or um, car payment or like anything that is reoccurring. And you can enter that like in the Google sheet that you were talking about, we can enter those items in the master budget, right? The master spending plan. You can enter those things as sort of reoccurring things because you know those set amounts, right? Mm-hmm. And then what I personally would do is look at, okay, well, what's left and what are some of the things that are not re- like they're reoccurring, but they're not like the same amount every month. So it might be your electric bill or your gas bill or your water bill or something like that, but there's something that are reoccurring. So I highlight those and okay, I'm going to put those in my master plan. Okay. Those are things that I know are going to happen every month, groceries, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then I would look at the rest of them and say, okay, well, what is the stuff that's left? Cause I, you know, I know what my, my budget numbers are, or I know what my bill, like my reoccurring bills are at this point in time. What are the things that aren't necessarily, um, reoccurring type things? And are they things that I want to be spending my money on? I mean, that's a big question to ask yourself if you're thinking about being mindful around your spending. Is this something I want to be spending my money on or did it just sort of happen that I started to spend my money on it? And I I don't want to spend my money on it anymore. But then there might be things that I really do want to spend my money on. Like I was saying earlier, I'm traveling the world with my taste buds right now. I actually want to spend money on that. And so, you know, I've got a line for my wine budget that's in there. <laughs> um, so, you know, just sort of getting my mind around what I'm spending is very helpful. But then beyond that, it's thinking about those big goals that I have, like travel, setting money aside for that. Um, maybe I don't pay taxes every month, but I need to accrue for taxes every month. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other things that you do when you're thinking about moving into like the goal side of things? You know, do you sit down as a family and say, this is what we want to do this year for travel? Like, What do you do from that perspective? I would say I probably involve my children more than most people, but I think it's because of just, I want them to understand like every decision we make has a consequence. And even if it's a small decision. So when you say, you know, you know, you want to travel, like I love to travel. It's something that is super important to me. But if my travel account's not very big, and I haven't saved what I should, then, you know, the fact that we've been tracking our money, we can see what we have spent money on. And where does something that we could not could not have spent it on that could have been used for that. And that's one of those things like sometimes you don't want to think about it or sometimes you have conflicting goals and you're like, well, okay, yeah, it sounds great that I want to do these things, but obviously I'm not spending my money in that direction. So that's that's one of those things that I think is super important. And when I, I the reason I involve my kids is because my kids love to eat out. Like foods, a, like even when we travel, food is a big part of our vacation. Like it, it's an experience for us. We love to try new food. We love to try new restaurants. It's really a high priority for us when we travel. But day in and day out, we're so busy that eating out is something they want to do all the time. So I'm just very blunt and honest with them when we have that conversation. It And it may be something small and you know, I'm not going to nickel and dime us to death, but when you're feeding four basically adults, it's an expense that can add up. So, yeah, I'm sure it is. 
What other things now your kids are getting to the point right now where you're starting to talk to them about developing a spending plan. What are some of the things that you've talked to them about and how are they, um, how are they incorporating that into their lives? Well, I have two completely different types of people in my two children. One is a saver and she will be fine. She's saving money right now in case she's not able to work her first semester of college, just in case it's too hard. So she'll have enough money. And I, I can see her savings account. I think she has enough money saved. So for her, she, you know, she's a, a natural saver. And my son is the, the spender and he could care less about saving money. All his money that's been saved has been forced by me or Alan. And so (laughs) I think recognizing, you know, and there's nothing wrong with either personality. I think they're both have their pros and cons, but I think just, I've tried to teach them how to recognize our traits and, Mm -hmm. and how to manage them. And I think with Rainer, my son, he's going to be 15 next month. I need to probably be further along in teaching him some of those. He's going to be how old? He'll be 15. and Oh, my gosh. What happened to those three years? (laughs) So, yeah, I've got my work cut out with him. And then teaching her to not be such a saver or so concerned that it causes her stress. You know, I think Mm -hmm. finding that happy medium for both of them will be really, really important because those are obviously traits they've learned. And so Mm -hmm. I think we can recognize a lot of those traits in ourselves as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So what about when you're dealing with clients? What are some of the things that you would walk clients through to help them get set up for a successful spending plan? I think Talk to first, us about the mindfulness about it too. Yeah, I, I think the, the mindfulness, and I think we call it mindful because I think I used the word intimate earlier. Mm-hmm. When, we're, when we're logging in our bank account and we're just looking at the balance, you're not really aware of what you're spending your money on. You're just kind of living day in and day out. But I think whenever you whenever you log in and you go start looking at those transactions and you start putting them in your spending plan, you become acutely aware of what you're doing day in and day out. And I know recently I've um, worked with a few clients that have been using it and, you know, not to harp on anybody for, you know, shopping too much, but that was basically what she said. You know, I didn't realize I was going to Target so much and, Mm. you know, everybody loves Target and you hate to be that person that constantly throws Target or Starbucks under the bus with a splending plan. But Mm. the truth is, if you're not being mindful and you're not looking at what you're spending your money on, it's easy to go anywhere, not just those places and spend money on on things that weren't as important to you. So Mm -hmm. that's the mindful, Mm -hmm. I think, piece of it. So when you're working with clients on this sort of thing, you're getting them all prepared, ready to go up and and get running, um, set the stage for how to be successful with this. Making it a priority. Um, it's not something that we ask people to do every day, mm-hmm. but the more it's, it's like any other habit you form. And I use the sheet myself. I mean, I'm not making a recommendation for anyone to use something I don't use. And I will say I've used a lot of spreadsheets and mm-hmm. this one's my favorite. So it's, it's a really great one. I wish I had been more involved in the creation of it, but that that's okay. Um, <laughs> I think, Remind me what your question was again. Um, How to set the stage, like, you know, where a person needs to be in their journey 
to really make this super successful. Okay. Yeah. So making it a habit. I I actually was asked the question this week, uh, one of the clients asked, you know, how often do we have to do this? Can we do it once a month? And I, I think for it to be successful, I feel like, you know, once a week you need to be, you know, looking at your bank account, entering the transactions, you know, we can plan and plan and plan and plan, but life happens all the time. And so I try to make sure towards the end of a week or over the weekend that I'm at some point updating the spending plan. And I feel like even as a planner, there's an emotional side to it. And when I involve Alan, my husband, I I feel like it's even better. Like when he's involved and he helps me update and we talk about things, it seems like the upcoming week is smoother. Because when you have one spouse updating it and the other spouse just saying, oh, this is what it is. And it's, it's fine and it works sometimes when you're busy, but I think that more that you can be involved together, the more, you know, if, if you said, okay, well, we spent $400 this week. Well, well on what, you know, and I think mm-hmm. breaking it mm-hmm. down and, you know, maybe he thinks I spent $400 when in reality, you know, it was the combination of both of us. <laughs> so, so and there's things that you forget. Um, you just forget. Like, I don't know about where everyone else lives, but I know where I live. Some things are, you you know, you may go to the store and get gas, but that, that store may also be a subway because that happens to me a lot. Mm. Um, you know, it's breaking it down by category and you just the more often you can do it, the, the better it'll be. That That's what I think the most successful thing is. And understanding, hey, it's going to take a few months before we're really good at this. Like it's going to be frustrating in the beginning, but anything new and anything out of our comfort zone is frustrating and a little bit time consuming. But the more you practice at it, and spend time in it, the better you'll get. And it's so valuable. The The year-to-date tab, I'm like, I'm excited to get to the end of December 2021. <laughs> Look at my year-to-date tab. <laughs> I thought you were going to say December of 2020. I'm like, yeah, we were all excited. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I, but I do think that, you know, having, I think one of the other things that's really important when you're thinking about spending, developing a spending plan and, and is the percentage of the amount of money you're spending in a particular category. And you bring up the idea about the target, you know, spending like, wow, I didn't realize, um, the client said, I didn't realize how much I was going to target. And, and some people don't realize how much they're spending on their car or how much they're spending on their house. And it's that education. And that's what it's, I mean, that's when we talk about getting organized and getting your finances organized, developing that spending plan. And we try not to call it a budget because it's not, it's, it's not a diet, right? It's not a diet for your you're spending, although it ends up being something that you might make changes to, which are habits, but it's forming that awareness and that organization around that spending plan that really brings certain habits to life that that make you want to change. Nobody's making you want to change. They just bring things to the table that you were like, oh yeah, like that was happening. Um, and, and that that'll that gives you that organization. Um, I know, Carrie, we have to scoop, but are there any other tips for people that are listening on, you know, things that they can do in January to really uh, focus on getting their finances organized so that they have a very successful 2021 financially? Taking the time <laughs> to get organized, use the use the uh, password, use a password app. Um, 
I know everybody has like a lot of paperwork at home. If you take the time to organize that paperwork, I know we're supposed to live in a paperless world, but we don't. You know, there's things that, and I have a little uh, crate thing that I've, I spent the time and I went and bought some folders, file folders, and I organized them. And it's got, you know, things like your car titles and and deeds and things like that. Um, And then I have one like labeled for each of us, like anything that's important to us. So having that organized, um, important documents organized, it really helps. It may not be something that you access all the time, but when Mm -hmm. you donate it, it's organized. And then I think it's important to kind of create a financial snapshot of where you're at today you know, calculate your assets, which are things you own, minus your liabilities, which are things that you owe. And then that'll give you your net worth and it'll give you a true picture of where you're at. And then you can start on, okay, this is where I am. Let's create a spending plan and let's talk about our savings goals and getting out of debt and then automate some of those things so you don't have to think about them and and those goals and debts are getting paid down and met. Well, I want to say thank you so much for the work that you've done on developing a beautiful spending plan tool for people to be able to use. But also, you know, for those that are interested in that, just getting their head around getting organized so that they can put together whatever, however they want to put together their own spending plan. Uh, If you want to learn more about our programs that we have, please head on over to rootedpg.com. Or if you'd like to talk to Carrie specifically, feel free to email her at Carrie at rootedpg.com. Carrie, thank you for what you're doing on our team. And if you like what we're sharing with you, please feel free to like, rate, share, um, make sure your friends know about it and enjoy 2021. And hopefully it remains fruitful. And as I just recently read, know your worth and then add sales tax to it. Over and out. Thank you everyone for listening. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at RootedPG for their latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.